Welcome to Factum Agri, dedicated to New Zealand's primary industry. Each week, I talk with farmers and growers, industry, the science community, and policymakers to hear their news and views on matters relevant to both our rural and our urban communities. This week on Factum Agri, I have an interview with Pedro Paulino from Cargill Animal Nutrition. He is the company's senior technology manager of beef cattle in Brazil. And I'm keen to hear his thoughts on methane reduction in one of the key beef producing nations. He joins me now. Now, Pedro, can you tell me a bit about yourself and what you do at Cargill Animal Nutrition? Sure. Uh, I am from Brazil, and uh, besides working for Cargill Animal Nutrition, I run a small uh, cow calf operation together with my older brother. So I can kind of feel the same, you know, challenges our customers are facing on a daily basis. Uh, I got a bachelor's degree in animal science and a master in ruminant nutrition in Brazil and a PhD in UC Davis, California. I had a very good time there in animal growth and nutrition. I also did my postdoctorate at Iowa State University in meat science. Uh, so I came back to Brazil and I joined a university here. So I worked as a faculty member for seven years in Viçosa, which is a very important animal science, you know, uh, university here in Brazil. But after that, I decided to change gears and I joined Cargill as global technology manager. It has been 10 years already that I'm working with Cargill and Nutrition with the main focus, you know, in working very close to our customers that are scattered around the country with the mission to produce beef in a safe, responsible and sustainable way. So I'm I'm leading a group of more than 100 people in the country dedicated 100% to help our beef producers um, achieve that goal, producing beef in a safe, responsible and sustainable way. Today we're talking about methane reduction. Brazil, where you are based and have your calf operation, is a massive beef producer and therefore a great candidate for methane reduction initiatives. What is the regulatory landscape like regarding methane emissions? Is it something high on both the government and farmers' agendas? Sure. Uh, you know, Brazil is recognized as having one of the strictest environment legislation in the world, represented mainly by our forest code that was approved, you know, the, the last version in 2012. And it's the main instrument for regulating land use on private rural lands in Brazil. So beyond that, uh, the Brazilian government rolled out a new new uh, national, nationwide initiative to help the country reduce carbon emissions in agriculture and ranching for the period 2020 to 2030. So it is called ABC Plus Plan. And this program started in September of last year. And is based on incentives and the promotion of technology, mainly with the goal to recover around 30 million hectares of degraded pastures. Uh, also, it uh, helps and stimulate to cultivate up to 12.5 million hectares <clears throat> in the non-tillage system. We call it plantio direto in Brazil. And uh, to implement also 10.10 million hectares in integrated production systems. You know, we, ha we have here what we call uh, integração lavoura pecuária, which means integrated crop and livestock system. So in the same area, in the same year, we can have like corn, soybean, 
and grazing, cattle grazing the area. So we can produce three different products in the same area in the same year. <clears throat> so the government is stimulating for us to have around, like I mentioned before, over 10 million hectares in that, in that type of system. And also to plant around 4 million hectares of forest. So the plan also intends to carry out, you know, the treatment of 208.4 million cubic meters of animal waste. We know that animal waste is, uh, is related to carbon emissions as well. So the government has this uh, program to uh, stimulate the treatment of the animal waste and also to implement around 3 million hectares of irrigated areas for cultivation and account for around 5 million additional animals uh, compared to 2020 in an intensive production system in the finishing phase, so feedlot basically. So it sounds like the government is doing some work there or signalling to reduce the carbon footprint of beef production. Can we focus on what Cargill Animal Nutrition is up to in Brazil? Can you explain a bit more about the company's methane reduction strategies and initiatives? Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Cargo and Nutrition, we, we have a holistic approach to sustainability and methane emission reduction, which we call Reach for Reduction. Actually, I just uh, launched this platform. And in Brazil specifically, this uh, platform incorporates three main focus areas. The first one is to support our customers in the implementation of known and consolidated technologies. You know, we, we talk about a lot of uh, sustainability and we think that methane mitigation in the roaming uh, is very important part, but it's not, not just that one. You know, we need to have a very holistic approach and by implementation known and consolidated technologies that leads to better animal productivity, for example, better soil fertility, implementation and management of pasture systems like using rotational grazing, water development, pasture management, <clears throat> supplementation strategies and nutritional manage managements, all of those technologies would culminate in better production, better productivity, and then reduction in the production cycle. So the animals would then be ready to slaughter at a younger age, so they reduce their carbon footprint in the system. You know, they will be ready to slaughter like uh, 18, 24 months, compared to the, the average in Brazil today, which is around 36. So if you take one year out in the life of the animal, it will be one year less of producing methane. That has a huge impact. In order to achieve that, like I mentioned before, we, we need to adopt those known technologies in pasture management, animal nutrition, health, and so on. Um, you know, we, we also know, based on scientific literature, that around 70 to 80% of the carbon footprint in beef production systems are directly related to the cow-calf herd. Just to give you an idea, in Brazil we have around 70 million beef cows out there grazing on pastures. So uh, technologies that lead to better reproduction and weaning rates are very powerful to mitigate methane emissions per kilogram of beef produced. So on average, the weaning rate in Brazil because we are a big country, we have a big cow-calf herd, the average is still very low, is around 55% of winning rate. So if we use technologies that involve better pest nutrition, cow nutrition, uh, technologies related to reproduction like time-fixed, artificial insemination, forage inventory, and so forth, 
we can increase or win more calves per cow exposed and that has a huge impact on the carbon footprint of the beef produced. So we as Cargill are basically helping our customers implement these types of technologies. You know, just in Brazil, we have over 100 people dedicated 100% of their time to help our beef producers achieve the, those goals, you know, to implement the technology in order to make their system more, effect, more, efficient, more efficient. So uh, last but not least, uh, it's worth uh, mentioning that, you know, the large capacity of the tropical forage that we have here in Brazil, C4 forages, to capture carbon from the atmosphere to produce, you know, forage mass, and from the soil to store carbon. We have a huge potential to store carbon in the soil. So, educating ranchers on better soil fertility, better pasture management, better animal nutrition would allow us to reduce the impact of the beef production and to store a lot of carbon in the soil. There are, you know, some scientific data showing that this, the tropical soils has a huge capacity to store carbon once it's well managed. So, that's the type of uh, uh, technology we are helping our customers adopt to. So, the, the second pillar would be to optimize diet formulation to reduce methane emission using our, I would call it unique because our system, it, it, we can do that using our formulation system. It's called BeefMax. So uh, we use precise nutrition concepts to formulate diets with the least methane emission. How do you do that? By knowing deeply the contribution of each nutrient coming from the diverse option of ingredients that we have and byproducts that we have available. So we can provide a diet that would bring the best scenario when it comes to optimize animal nutrition while at the same time minimizing the emission of methane per kilogram, kilogram of carcass produced. So we use the CNS system, we call it cargo nutrition system in order to achieve that. It's very unique. And uh, last but not least would be the use of a specific uh, additives of ingredients like silver that Cargill uh, has a proprietary patent on it to reduce methane production in the rumen. So other than that, we are running, you know, research projects. We do additives that could enhance the efficacy of silver in the rumen. We could use it in combination with silver with synergistic effects in order to make that methane reduction even, even higher. So those will be the three pillars that we are working on in Brazil. One of the three steps you mentioned there as part of the Reach for Reduction initiative in the country was the support and implementation of new technologies. I've heard about drone technology being used. I think you call it cattle view to track feed intake and welfare in herds. How is this working in improving environmental outcomes? Yeah, sure. We are very, you know, excited with that technology. It's called the Cardinals Cattle uh, View Solution. It was basically developed, uh, the concept actually was developed for feedlots rather than grazing herds, at least in the first wave. Uh, you know, we are facing huge challenges with labor, you know, availability and skill set in agriculture, like many other countries in the world. I think it's not just a challenge that Brazil is facing. I think worldwide, it's, it's a challenging. And CattleView is basically a tool that makes the job more efficient and effective, I would say. So what the drone does, it flies the feedlot every morning automatically. We program it, so it do it by itself. 
and it checks the care inventory in each pen. It counts how many animals are in each pen. It, it can identify, identify how many animals are standing, how many animals are laying down, you know, taking a rest. It reads the bunk, so it can see if there is a, the diet is being fed correctly or not, if there is any reminding of feed in the bunk or not. And it calculates, we estimate, you know, the animal welfare because it calculates what we call it uh, animal welfare index that is directly related to the animal comfort, health, and productivity. Um, there are some, you know, drum technologies that can be applied for grazing herds as well that would help us estimate forage mass production and quality and animal distribution within a paddock. So we can see if they are grazing homogeneously throughout the paddock. However, you know, due to the huge dimensions of the cattle farms in Brazil, this type of technology for grazing herds still faces some challenges, such as battery direct, uh, duration and autonomy and so forth. So uh, here at Cargo Animal Nutrition, we are constantly innovating to provide solutions for our customers that address and solve for increased complexity as they balance, you know, animal health and, and welfare, performance and, and business economics, while at the same time reducing the environment uh, footprint. That's what we are doing currently with the Cargo uh, Cattle View system. Now, the use of additives, you mentioned Silvere, your methane reduction initiative. Can you explain a bit more about this and some of the findings from your trials that have been conducted? How do you think this technology can impact your beef industry in the future? Yeah, sure. Uh, as I mentioned before, Cargill, we are constantly innovating to offer you know, a range of solutions that address methane emission reduction. And one specific example of that is Cargill's methane reducing feed additive or ingredient actually called silver. Uh, I think that we were very innovative in the world because we were the first one to run a couple of trials under grazing conditions with silver in Brazil. So this ingredient was included in protein supplements. You know, it's very common in Brazil, especially during the dry season, to feed protein supplements to the animals so they can digest better the forage. So we included silver in these protein supplements and we offer it to zebu young uh, bulls during the dry season. Uh, around 80% of the Brazilian beef cattle herd is based on Bos Indica's animals, zebu animals, because you know they they live much better in the in the hot climate in, in the in the in, in Brazil in other countries that were in the tropical with the tropical weather. So uh, we chose to use it during the dry season on purpose, actually, you know, because the dry season represents the most challenging period of the year in tropical zones. Because there is no rain, so the forage production decreases a lot and the quality is hindered. You know, the dry grass contains very low levels of protein, high concentration of low quality fiber, which cause low intake by the animal due to the low digestibility of that forage. So as a result, we have a high methane emission because we know, you know, on a high forage diet with the low quality diet, we have a, an, an increment or increase in methane production in the room. So as silver is a good and safe source of nitrate, this nitrate is converted to ammonia in the rumen. 
so that ammonia produced from nitrite would help increase the digestibility of this low-quality forage because the, the ruminant bacteria, they need uh, ammonia as a nitrogen source to, to digest that low-quality forage. So silver would, would act on both sides, reducing methane and helping increase ammonia in the rumen, so increasing the, the, the digestibility of that low-quality forage. So, uh, we were interested then in evaluating how silver would behave when included in the free choice protein supplement. Like I mentioned before, it was the first time that we would do that under a grazing situation. We didn't know how it would behave. So, we would like to, to assess that and how the animals would accept it. So, would the animals eat the supplement with the silver in it or not? How would they, would they, how would they receive the supplement with silver? So, we did not have any, you know, we didn't see Actually, at the end of the trial, any we, didn't, any we did not experience any problems related to supplement intake and stability. The animals ate it regularly without any issues when compared to a control supplement without silver. And the animal performance was, was actually very quite similar. To be very honest, we saw a tendency for a higher average daily gain in the animals receiving the supplements with silver you know, compared to the control animals. So this opens a, a wide window of opportunities because, like I mentioned before, grazing herd represents the reality of the beef production systems in Brazil, and we must, you know, implement technologies that would result in lower methane emissions on forage-based diets for grazing animals. So we are very excited with those uh, results we got so far. Interesting stuff. Of course, reducing methane emissions without reducing animal performance is a win. Now, we talked a bit about what the Brazilian government is doing to reduce the carbon footprint in beef. We talked about what Cargill is doing and Silvia, the Reach for a Reduction program. What about consumers in Brazil? What are their attitudes towards buying beef that is more sustainably produced? Do they care about sustainability and about methane reduction? Yeah, that's a very good question. You know, uh, today in Brazil, I would say that due to the economic situation we are facing, the vast majority of the consumers that are struggling actually to purchase regular beef. So, I would say that most people are not very, you know, focused to know if the beef they're, you know, buying, they're purchasing, are coming from sustainable production system or not. They just want to eat it. You know, they they need protein. They don't have too much money. They just want to eat it. Uh, so, <clears throat> beef consumption actually is at lowest level in the country in the last 20 years. Due to the lower purchase power, the average wage, due to the inflation over the years, and the higher price of beef in the market in, in recent years. You know, we have exporting a lot of our beef. Around 30% of the beef that we are producing, we are being exporting. <clears throat> so, on the other side, there is a very small niche market that represents around 2-3% to of the beef volume. That is targeted to consumers that desire a different product with different claims, like high, such as like high marbling, uh, tenderness, and more sustainable beef. So for this niche market that is that is still small in percentage, but with it's around 20 million people if we compare to the overall population of 220 million people. For this niche market, sustainability claims are important and the consumer is willing to pay more for the beef produced. However, you know, the people that are uh, claiming or looking for this type of sustainable beef, they dry, they influence the market. So I would say that they, even though it's a small market, 
they put a lot of I will not say pressure but influence on the on the on the market as a whole. So that's why we're seeing a lot of sustainability conversation going on in the country right now. So majority of the country are not willing to pay or can't afford sustainably produced beef. And there is a small niche market that is willing to pay and drive sustainability initiatives. Who do you think should be responsible for funding these initiatives? Yeah, you know, I think that first of all, we, we, I think we, we need to define what sustainably produced beef really means, okay? Because if it comes from production systems that uh, already adopt production technologies, alluded to previously, like I mentioned before, if I have beef coming from a system that is adopting soil fertility, pasture management, animal nutrition, and so forth, and we have a bunch of ranches doing that already in Brazil, then we are already producing sustainable beef. The point is that the majority of beef produced from young animals is being, is being exported. And it's very hard to compete with it in an internal market because, you know, it's more profitable to export that beef in, instead of selling it in the internal market. So, uh, however... On the other side, if sustainable beef would come from production system, they will be willing to use, you know, those new ingredients and additives that reduce that reduce methane emission and results in higher production cost because those additives, those ingredients, they cost, you know, they, they would increase the production cost. Then, either or, the additive should bring, you know, a technical advantage that offsets that cost. So it would reduce methane, but at the same time would increase performance of the cattle. They would gain more, they would be, they would be more efficient. So they would, that increment in animal performance would offset their cost. If, that's not, if it's not the case, then we we'll need some sort of, we we'll call it green funding, in order to pay for that uh, additive. And actually we are working on uh, you know, pilot project with one of our largest customers in order to identify opportunities in the market to obtain what we call in the green funding, money that would pay for those additives that would reduce methane to offset their costs. So that's how I see it uh, down the road here in Brazil. Thank you very much for your time today. Yeah, thank you very much. It was my pleasure. Thank you. Interesting to get a bit of an insight into what is happening internationally on the sustainability front. Like here, technology is going to be a key driver for a stable farming future. That's all for me this week. Thank you for listening and catch you next time.